0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 57 of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse move-on Field Investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. And today's episode is sponsored by Gypsy Days Outfitters. You can go check out their amazing store over at Etsy. Please help support a small business. And it's also sponsored by GD Blings and Things. They'll be making amazing mystery boxes customized to what you like will be coming real soon and more information about that will be out as soon as possible today we have very special guests we have les Velez, who is the director of opus the organization for paranormal understanding and support so we'll be diving into exactly what he does and where the inspiration came from to start this organization so we have a lot to unpack so strap on MC seatbelts we're going for a ride welcome to episode 57 of ufo encounters worldwide this is your host jesse peak mufon field investigator in the state of pennsylvania city of philadelphia and today's episode is sponsored by gd blings and things and all things ufo facebook group send us a dm and we'll get an invite to the group and you can become a part of a great um, group of people that'll get you involved into the world of ufology and on today's episode, we have very special guests. We have Les Velez, the director of Opus. Les, welcome to the show. Hey Jesse, thank you so much. Uh, glad to be here with you. Yeah, this is uh, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Get you on here and talk about what you're doing over there at Opus. Um, so, thank you for coming on today. All uh, right, my my pleasure. Uh, so, I guess let's start out and talk about how you got into this field um, before, even before Opus. How did you get into the field of ufology and the paranormal?
1: Well, uh, it goes back to when I lived in Connecticut and, uh, it was a late October evening and I was coming back in the house and, um, I saw this object, totally silent, oval shaped, whitish in nature, slowly moving along the tree line. And uh, it scared the crap out of me. And, uh, uh, I ran I ran in a house and I tried to get my father to come on out and uh, by the time I got him uh, convinced to come out it had gone and he said well it's probably just a beacon of light reflecting off a cloud. Well I didn't really buy that <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, next day or so I, I took myself down to the library and uh, started to look for books on UFOs. And uh, of course, back in those days, this is the late fifties. Um, uh, George Adamski was uh, the big guy on on the block, so to speak. Okay. And uh, so I started to read his books and boy, did I get interested in this stuff. So, um, but then, you know, life goes on and uh, never had a subsequent uh, sighting at that point, And, uh, you know, went through school, uh, went off to college, uh, was in the ROTC, uh, joined joined the uh, uh, the military branch of the ROTC, and uh, subsequently became a, an artillery officer. And uh, so I had two years active and four years reserve uh, commitment behind me, and uh, uh, before that I got married. And, uh, so. Uh, We moved around a little bit, Uh, moved to Pennsylvania, actually, in Reading uh, for a while after I I got out of the service. Uh, I was working for Procter & Gamble and then I got an opportunity to uh, move back to Connecticut and work for a company and did that for 13 years. And then 1985, I moved out to San Jose, California and uh, picked up the San Jose Mercury News, as it was called at that time and uh stan freeman was coming to the san jose city college to talk about ufos in the oh, government wow. cover wow. up well it was like somebody threw a, a switch uh i said to myself oh i've I got to go see this guy you know so uh, i went there expecting to just see a handful of people well the auditorium was packed he did one of his uh, uh fantastic presentations and uh, as i'm walking out uh mufon ha- they have a table uh, in the foyer, and they're talking about their journal that they have and that they have a field investigator uh, uh, course that you could take. And so anyway, I decided, well, let me let me get the journal for a while. And I did. I got. I started to get the journal reading about cases uh, that were talked about in it. And after a while, that wasn't enough for me. I said, okay, I'm going to take the field investigator exam. And I did, I passed it. And then I started a few cases uh, with a more experienced investigator. So we, we, we double teamed. And uh, almost without exception, all the cases were not only just sightings, but they turned out to be abduction type cases where people felt that they had contact with non-human intelligence. Well, that, that really kind of blew my mind. and. Uh, you know my window of believability so to speak uh, in the beginning was i would say narrow and uh, but as you start talking to these people and understanding what they're going through you know you start to expand that window of believability uh they uh, you know were you know obviously had a traumatic experience uh, some of them have had had even gone to a psychologist or a psychiatrist uh, to see if they were going crazy. And then they found out that they they weren't crazy. And uh, so um, you know, what's the next step for these people? Uh, And that's, that, that was the real issue. And um, you know, how can you possibly help these people having these types of experience, which go beyond just, you know, Writing down the fact that they saw an object and that they 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 were inside a craft and you know Things were done to them um, Because there's a real psychological uh, aspect of all of this Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, I After you know my 10th case, I think uh, it was that uh, uh, I Was written up in the in the Monterey Coast weekly paper um, um with you know an article that uh, had me on the front cover <laughs> of it and uh mufon investigator les valen and uh, so this article was basically about what i did and uh, there was a couple of other people written up in it and one of the people subsequently called me and uh, her name was carol austin and uh, she said she wanted to know what was going on with her brain uh, when she was in contact with these off-earthly entities. Well, uh, (laughs) when she said that, I'm saying to myself, well, how the heck can I possibly help her? And and then she said she was working with an emergency room doctor uh, down in Carmel. And that really piqued my interest, uh, because I had a doctor friend at the time uh, who was very interested in uh, communicating with other doctors interested in the phenomena. And so I called him up and um, I said, You know, this woman called me and she wants to know what's going on with her brain but I think we ought to go down there and talk to her and see what's really going on. So it was very short, shortly thereafter that we went down there on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, as we're walking into her house, uh, there's a picture on the wall, and she's standing on on the back of this fairly size sizable vessel, and I, and I asked her what, what what what's this, and she says, oh yeah, I was helping these treasure hunters, and and I said where, in the Caribbean, she says yeah, in the Caribbean, and I said well how were you helping them? Well I was in communication with the uh, captain of the galleon that had gone down. <laughs> So wow. that that started our afternoon off, you know, with like, holy moly. And <laughs> uh, then she proceeded to tell us things about ourselves that there was no possible way that, that she, could, she could know. And um, her psychic abilities uh, actually came about uh, due to a near-death experience. So right away, you start to see some really interesting things starting to happen that these these incidents of, of contact with non-human intelligences uh is also connected with near-death experiences psychic abilities healing abilities i mean a whole plethora of uh, various uh, types of activity that uh, you know typically you know uh, we we don't associate with one another but i believe they're all connected in some way shape or form that we don't fully understand yet, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and it looks like we have a couple okay. of different things in common here. Um, I was a 13 Bravo. I did my training at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, um, cannon crew member artillery. And uh, yeah. I also went and went to the library for my first time to look for uh, UFO books when I've seen some things in the sky. So that's pretty neat. Um and now look, both yeah. like in the same field.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a small world, I guess, you know. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: Um, We're all connected
1: in some way, shape, or form. As, as people that talk about consciousness uh, often refer to that, we, we are definitely all connected.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, so I guess this is what uh, inspired you to create or be, and become the director of OPUS, um, which is the yeah, Organization so for Paranormal mm-hmm. Understanding and Support. That,
1: yeah, that afternoon uh, we we uh, came away from there and saying, well, how can we possibly help people like this? And uh, that's when Opus was hatched. Yes, the organization for paranormal understanding and support. And um, you know, we put together a pretty good uh, crew of uh, board of directors uh, at that time and advisory people. Matter of fact, we had uh, uh, Linda Howe on our advisory board. And she's still on our advisory board. Uh, and uh, Bud Hopkins was on our advisory board. David Jacobs was on our advisory board. Uh, we had a who's who of people that were involved with us. And um, so, you know, as we started to move forward, uh, you know, we, we started to uh, try to uh, you know, put out there in, in, into the universe that uh, here, here's this organization. That's available to people having these types of experiences. And it's so funny because we talk about the paranormal, which includes all kinds of things. I mean, whether you talk about poltergeist activity, kundalini awakening, uh, demons, angels, uh, what have you. Um, But as it's turned out, most of the people that come our way uh, have had experiences with contact with non-human intelligence. Right. whether you call them grays or reptoids or or mantis type people or Nordics uh, you know this seems to for whatever reason be a lot of what we we, you know comes our way and um, so in 1994 we finally uh, became officially a nonprofit organization recognized by the IRS (laughs) which to me always cracks me up Um, but um, uh, you know that that then set us on uh, a course to uh, delineate more more uh, distinctly uh, what it is that we can do for people and so what we did is we have set up a network of uh, uh, practitioners uh, some of them hypnotherapists some of them Uh, mental health practitioners uh, medical people uh, although the medical side for whatever reason there hasn't been a lot of activity in that area most of the people that come to us with regard to medical are are looking to either have an implant removed type of a thing uh, that they feel uh, you know is is, uh, an issue uh, but in most cases, these implants uh, are not affecting people uh, that we found, and so we we counsel them to, to the fact that you know don't take it out <laughs> because if you do, it'll probably be replanted, <laughs> <laughs> which we found to be a case in, in, in a number of cases where once a person had it removed, they they, they, they found that it was replaced. And it was in an area that was even more difficult to
0: get to. Now, at this time, uh, Mufon didn't have the ERT yet, right? Which is why you created mm-hmm. Opus.
1: I'm sorry, Jesse, I was taking a sip of water.
0: That's okay. <laughs> I was just saying uh, Mufon's ERT wasn't around at this time yet, correct? Opus correct. was first and then ERT. Okay. Yes. Okay. Th-
1: that's correct. And uh, so, um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, one of the things I, I mentioned to uh, James Carrion when he was the international director, it was the fact that I, I thought that Mupan was missing the boat on uh, talking to these people and, and working with these people that have had these types of experiences. So I offered my services and in actuality what happened was that all the calls that were coming in to MUFON with regard to contact with non-human intelligences were sent to me in a, in the form of a, of a phone recording. So I have a plethora of these recordings um, that uh, are amazing. You you can hear uh, people's you know voices. You know you know like, I hope you don't think I'm crazy. I've had this experience. And my buddies and I were in a canoe and on this lake. We were fishing, and you know, on and on and on. And you can tell these guys are being sincere, and and uh, you know that something definitely happened. And the big question is, what is it? You know, is it is it extraterrestrial? Is it uh, time travelers? Is it, is it uh, interdimensional? Uh, is it our military, or is it all the above? Which I kind of think it is um <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah it, it's it, it was you know fascinating to 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 hear these people and then what's the next step how to how to best help these people so anyway as i said in 2007 i i i, I reached out to james and he he, he uh, agreed with it and so i started to get those types of calls and <clears throat> that's when we we Opus set up its first referral network of uh, you know various types of practitioners, uh, whether again, whether it's uh, hypnotherapists or mental health uh, practitioners. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned uh, and this is something that uh, I think that uh, I'm, I'm very interested in is, is in uh, your organization, the UAP uh, Medical Coalition, that uh, somehow, we we connect in a more definitive way on the medical side because i think that's very important and uh, that's been an area where we have uh, you know we could do better <laughs> so, yeah absolutely and, uh, so anyway um then um MUFON came to me and said okay uh we'd like to see a, a paper out of your group um uh, and uh you know put a team together we'll finance it which was amazing um and so we produced a uh, a white paper called the omega-3 study and <clears throat> basically what we had done uh with uh, some amazing people uh, on this committee uh was to to take uh, 71 people that uh, claimed they had contact with non-human intelligences and 51 people that were a control group. And um, uh, we uh, we subjected them to various uh, psychological uh, type of tests. And uh, I've got the, uh, a brief summary here of, of the results of that, which I'd, which I'd like to read to you if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So in general, abductees slash experiencers Uh, profile differently than do their comparison counterparts on a number of general psychological and specific neurological variables. Yet there are remarkable similarities between the experiential group and a comparison group. It should be noted that in no case did experiencers or comparison group participants show any signs of mental illness or personality disorder. So there was we found no psychopathology. Number two, fantasy proneness does not appear to play a differentiating role between the experiential and the control groups. However, sensitivity to alternative realities and early and recurrent paranormal or psi experiences seem to play a role in the abduction experience. Childhood conflict, psychosocial tension and abuse, and trauma more likely facilitated dissociative coping style in later life. How much a part dissociation plays in the abduction experience remains an open question, but the ring-and-rosing 1990 abuse trauma dissociation pathway remains a viable descriptive, if not explanatory principle. Yeah, so these people are dissociating uh, to a certain degree, but not in a psychopathological way. Uh, Both experience with an interest in the abduction phenomena have impact on how one's body is perceived to function, how one views the world and one's purpose in it, and how one defines or redefines one's faith, traditions, and beliefs. In essence, both experience with and interest in contact seem to change one's sense of self in one's worldview. Abductees slash experiencers believe that there is a sentient, purposive, alien intelligence at play in their lives and at work in the world. What the intelligence's goals are seem to be more beneficent than malevolent, more benign than malignant. This, though, remains an open question and a point of doubt in the minds and hearts of some of Ducky's experiences and some comparison control participants." Um, So, yeah, I mean, this, again, if you go with the Butt-Hopkins and David Jacobs school, it's it's all negative. Then if you go with the Stephen Greer uh, Of thought, they're all positive. Yep. So, I I firmly believe that it's a mixture. Absolutely. You have just just like we have here on Earth. We got good people. We got bad people. And I think the same thing is going out there in the universe. We got we got good ones and we got bad ones. Okay. So uh, now this this was an interesting finding. Uh, the brain, generally, and the temporal lobes and limbic system more particularly, play a mediating role in anomalous experiences such as abduction. This, in no way, implies that the abductions are all or only in the abductee's head. Rather, it points to the likelihood of temporal lobe ability that uh, would be
0: temporal lobes change
1: and react to heightened realities. Um, uh,
0: Oh, broke up a little bit, but okay, continue on.
1: Okay, so I left off where the temporal lobe and limbic system more particularly play a mediating role in anomalous experiences such as abduction. This in no way implies that abductions are all or only in the abductee's head. Rather, it points to the likelihood of temporal lobe ability, in other words, a rapid changeability or heightened reactivity uh, or preset or a precursor to extraordinary experiences. While it would be too reductionistic to claim that the brain creates such experiences, it is not far-fetched to think that the brain plays an important part in the who and the what of extraordinary experiences and how they are interpreted. And so anyway, that, that, that was the, the basic finding um, of, of the report. And uh, <clears throat> you know, subsequently, as a matter of fact, I'm involved right now. Uh, we just finished the first phase of the Omega-4 study where we went out to uh, therapists uh, working with uh, people that have had uh, these types of experiences and we got their information back and we'll, we're going to be publishing that data shortly. And then also uh, we're, uh, the second phase is to go out to their clients uh, and then have them uh, go through a battery of uh, psychological testing etc um because there's a lot more questions that we have in that one compared to the omega-3 so it's really interesting you know um there's so many facets of of this phenomena uh and uh uh, one of one of the areas to me that's very fascinating are the implants yes and and what they are and i think uh, you're very familiar with dr roger lear the late dr roger lear absolutely who did uh, quite a bit of uh, research into that area and we could talk about that on the on the other side of the uh the break
0: yeah absolutely uh, yeah we have about two minutes left too and i just wanted to get your quick, okay. quick opinion on um what did you think about when the government recently came out uh confirming that people are actually having these physical mental um PTSD pregnancies and things like that uh, was that like confirmation for you
1: well slowly but surely you know the the, the light bulb is going off for for the uh, powers that be uh you know the first step of course is the UAP report that came out last June um and you know the next logical uh step would be the you know we understand uh you know uh, what they are, perhaps, or how they operate, but then who's driving them? You know, right. who's who's behind right. the wheel, and that's something that has to be looked at uh, definitely more more carefully and in a, a bigger way. And my my thought basically is that the government is already doing that, but they're just not being forthright in telling us anything about it because I know people that have had contact <laughs> with the the three letter organizations of. Uh, And uh, they uh, they definitely know that these types of things are going on and uh, are trying to better understand it themselves. So
0: uh, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, (laughs) it is slowly slowly leaking out.
1: Slowly leaking out.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and take Uh, our break now. And uh, when we come back, we can kind of get into how someone would actually report their or, or need support and how they can reach out to Opus. So we'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Have some plans this weekend? Going out with the friends? Maybe going to a birthday party and want to step up your fashion game? Well, check out GD Blings and Things. Coming soon, an official sponsor of UFO Encounters Worldwide. Are you looking for some new swag? Well, UFO Encounters Worldwide now has an official clothing line and store where you can get your official merchandise. It's storefrontier.com slash UFO encounters worldwide. You can select from a large variety of all kinds of gear, t-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants, masks, can cozies, and more. We'll be adding more designs as time moves on, but there are two amazing ones on there now. And if you're looking to also support the show, you can sponsor to our PayPal and donate if you like. If not, that's okay, too. Check out our swag store. Again, that's storefrontier.com slash UFO Encounters Worldwide today. The official sponsor of UFO Encounters Worldwide podcast, hosted by Jesse Peake, Mufon Field Investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia, is... Gypsy Days Outfitters. Go check out their brand new store over at Etsy. They have a variety for everybody and everything. So check them out today. Again, that's Gypsy Days Outfitters, the official sponsor of our show.
1: UFO Encounters Worldwide wants to hear from you. Have an experience or a sightings you want to share? Contact your host. Jesse Peak at UFO Encounters Worldwide at gmail.com today.
0: Hey, did you know UFO Encounters Worldwide has an official website for the podcast? That's right. You can go to UFO Encounters Worldwide. WordPress.com today and check out all of the cool content we have on the UFO phenomenon. You can get all of the content and information for each episode on the website. Plus, you can follow my travels and see some of my work. There's even new weekly updates on the UFO phenomenon with megalithic structures and different places from around the world with UFO sightings. That's UFOEncountersWorldwide.wordpress.com. Check it out today. Have you or someone you know had a UFO sighting and experienced some kind of electrical malfunction? Well, we have good news. We have started a project called Project Bat 404. Battery technology, and 404 stands for an error code you get with technology. You can report your UFO sighting that experienced electrical malfunctions at battech404researchmembers.gmail.com. You can also check out the official website which explains all of our goals that we're looking to accomplish and how it's going to benefit the UFO community. This is a public project so we also share the cases we have researched for the project. The website is projectbattech404.wordpress.com. Check it out today. And if you know somebody that has had an encounter, please email us so we can help the research and the data grow. Thank you. All right, welcome back to the second half of episode 57 with our special guest, Les Felez. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Gypsy Days Outfitters. You can go check out their new store over at Etsy. They help make everything we do here possible. So go help support a small business. Uh, before the break, we were kind of talking about um, Opus and Mufon and how you got integrated into there um, and how it all led up to creating Opus and, and making this support system for for experiencers. Um, so now, if I was if I was in need of support um, and I wanted to reach out to Opus. Um, what are kind of the steps and uh, ways that you help a, uh, an experiencer?
1: Yeah, um, it's very straightforward, simple. Um, if you go to opusnetwork.org, opu s n e t w o r k dot org, org, uh, you'll come to our homepage, and that will guide you through the process. There's there's all kinds of uh, buttons you can click there and one of them of course says support and if you click that button it'll take you to a page where we ask you some very basic information and uh, that gets forwarded to one of our triage people and uh, what we offer is a a, a number of things one is of course if you want to be included in the online support group now this is a totally confidential group, the only way you get into it is if uh, you request and then we, we uh, either talk to you or uh, based on what you have written up as far as your experience, we'll put you into the uh, support group and, uh, and that, that alone uh, has proven to be one of the most important things that people uh, can access and, and participate in. It, it, it seems to be almost the the number one uh, vehicle to help these people because they understand number one that they're not alone. Uh, they can ask questions they can tell their story and they continue to be able to talk to one another twenty four seven. we have people literally from all over the world from Africa, Europe, uh, South America, Australia uh, Japan, uh, uh, don't know if we have any from China, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, we, we, we cover most of the world, Canada especially. Um, and uh, like as I said, it, it's proven to be so, so good. Or if they're looking for something beyond that, like uh, a hypnotherapist, uh, we can generally uh, refer to them to a hypnotherapist, hopefully near them sometimes, uh, and this is a process that's that's ongoing, where we're continually looking for uh, you know providers uh, around the country, because not not all, uh, actually very few are familiar with the topic, unfortunately, and so there's a real education process that has to go on, and we've just initiated a new uh, campaign to do just that, um, and reaching out to other other groups. Uh, in the uh, uh, mental health community. Um, Then we have, uh, just recently added, uh, a group, and I think you'll get a laugh out of this, it's called the EST, the Experiencers Support Team. And these are people that have had a lot of experience uh, working with uh, experiencers. And uh, a lot of times people, before they get into the support group, Uh, or even uh, uh, you know being uh, provided a a therapist of some sort want to talk to somebody and so now we provide that as well and um, so that basically is how one would get started with us Um, and uh, you know we uh, we are uh, uh, very much uh, interested in, in helping uh, people as best we can uh, and we're always looking for ways to do it better uh, so uh, and that that's it in a nutshell
0: yeah that's, that's a good thing and I think it's a good tool for people to take advantage of um, I always spread the word you know if you need help, you know reach out to somebody talk to somebody about it you're not alone that's the biggest thing and we always hear when someone does report for the first time you're going to think i'm crazy um and mm-hmm. uh, they they soon learn that they're not alone and it makes them feel a lot better so it's a great thing having exactly. Opus as that tool to be able to to reach out and have that so it's actually great um so is there anything new anything going on that you guys are working on now for opus
1: well, uh, one thing I, I definitely need to mention is uh, my book that I just published here recently called The Unknown Other and the Existential Proposition of Alien Contact. And in that book, um, I, I basically talk about such things as activity in the brain. Uh, I talk about uh, uh, types of aliens. I talk about uh, uh, a scientist by the name of uh, Jim McCampbell who, who did a lot of work with uh, microwave and x-ray energy and how that affects the human body and a lot of the uh, effects that people have after being in contact with uh, uh, these uh, craft, uh that, that are very similar to being exposed to microwave energy and things of that nature. I talk about blood types, I talk about all this automatic writing that these people uh, feel compelled to to write about um i talk about uh, of course the aliens i have a lot of pictures i don't know if you're familiar with a gentleman by the name of david chase um who has put out a a, a basically a white paper about uh and, and did a lot of drawings on all the different types of aliens, and including the hybrids, uh, that's in the book. Um, I also talk about implants, and uh, while I bring that up, uh, let me let me just read read to you some of the, some of the things that Dr. Late Dr. Lear uh, talked about and came up with with regard to implants, and these are very unique devices. Um, no inflammatory rejection reaction by the body to these foreign objects, number one, which is very unusual. No visible portal of entry, collections of specialized nerve endings surrounding the object and outer coating of ceramic biological material. The metallic phase where inorganic metal becomes biological tissue. The emission of radio waves, which are deep space frequencies in the FM band, which is, you know, somebody's listening. Uh, electromagnetic fields in excess of 10 milligauss, composition of meteoric iron-66, rare earth metals such as U-236, a single isotope of uranium existing by itself as well as elements such as uranium, which is very rare and hard to find in the Earth's crust. Non-terrestrial isotopic ratios indicating the involved elements did not come from Earth and on and on and they have gold spheres uh carbon nanotubes and, and you know just, <laughs> it's phenomenal uh this this is something that is not just a shard of glass and a person's foot <laughs> <laughs> that they, they've come up with so uh i i go into this uh uh in more detail in the book i also talk about uh the uh the hybrids and what that's all about, and you know, Dr. Gary Nolan at Stanford University, you know, talked about the fact. Well, it's very difficult uh, to isolate what a hybrid is because we have no uh, evidence of alien DNA, at least according to him. <laughs> right now, if that's true or not, uh, if. if Based on what he's saying, then it's very difficult to say if a person is a hybrid. Um, but then there these people that claim to be hybrids uh, feel very strongly that uh, they they are. And so you know that the big question is okay why is that? Uh, and so uh, you know uh, I guess David Jacobs' most recent book he talks about hubris. Uh, that are so like us you can't tell them apart uh, from us so uh, you know (laughs) is this something that the aliens are setting up to basically uh, take over uh the planet in some way shape or form or is it something they need to do because they're a dying race and they they need to do this kind of thing i think it's probably way more complex and I certainly don't have any definitive answer, but I talk about it anyway. Right. And then I, I go right. into, into, you know, the past, the you know, the Romans talking about shining shields in the sky or Paleolithic cave drawings that show, obviously, UFOs. And then and, the, and near the end of the book, I talk about the evidence of government um, and where, um, you know, that UAP report came out and all that data about the uh, limits and the 2004 experiences. And then uh, the latter part of the book, I have about 25 stories from experiencers uh, that talk about their experiences and what, what they've gotten out of it. And they all talk about the fact that Opus has really helped them uh, in a big way to deal with the phenomena. and um, you know, it's uh, it's gratifying, it's very gratifying uh, when you hear that kind of thing coming back at you. Um, and uh, so this book is on Amazon. Uh, all the proceeds from the sale of the book, uh, The Unknown Other and the Existential Proposition of the Alien Contact, um, go directly to Opus. I don't get anything for it. And uh, Linda howe did the forward to the book. Um, who I've known for many many months and uh, so uh, that, that's that's pretty much it I, I think that uh, um, it's an incredible phenomena um, you know you have a lot of debunkers out there you know talking about well it's sleep paralysis well two-thirds of all cases whether in the bedroom or not did not involve sleep paralysis and then they talk about false memory syndrome. Well, the American Psychological Association, nor any other mainstream uh, psychological diagnostic system, has either ratified or proven such a diagnostic diagnosis. And then fantasy prone, which I, I mentioned earlier, studies such as the Omega Three study found fantasy prone is not in play, and and other studies by uh, various other people also confirm that fact. So something is going on. And what is it is is the big question as I mentioned, is it extraterrestrial interdimensional time traveler, military or all the above?
0: Yeah, I think this is a, something that can go down very m- many different rabbit holes um, and there's a lot of different questions that we still haven't even come up with yet and uh, we're, I don't even think we're fully on a level to understand everything that's happening at this moment. Um, oh I know yeah I know um, so, I mean as the public you know people that are in ufology researchers investigators even people that are just sitting back that, that are for disclosure uh, what are some of the things that you think that we should be focusing on today
1: oh good question um well you know of course i'm I'm a little prejudiced here that uh, we we should focus on what these people are dealing with um and you know, and have the scientific community really come out and uh, you know roll their sleeves up and 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 work with these people. And you know it's being done, you know, but it's being done in a way that probably a lot more money needs to be thrown at it. And that's been the big problem uh, with this field, whether it's just talking about nuts and bowls type of of uh, Of uh, investigation, uh, or now with the, you know, uh, experiencers, abductees. um, You know, there's people doing things, but on a very low level, if you will. Uh, Large amounts of money need to be thrown at this uh, field. And, uh, you know, perhaps that's going to be happening uh, with the UAP situation. Um, matter of fact, I just heard uh, the other day that there's a group, I think in Delaware, called the Enigma, company called Enigma, and they are supposedly uh, going to work with the government to collect all this data, and they have a super software package, evidently, to be able to parse all the data, and 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 then they they devise their own scale to, you know, knock out uh, cases that are probably bogus or identifiable. Uh, You know what it sounds like? It sounds like (laughs) (laughs) MUFON. You know, it's it's like, okay, Christ, they're going to reinvent the wheel here. Um, uh, But, you know, again, uh, this group evidently is is well funded uh, by some people out of Silicon Valley. I don't know who they are and uh, so if that goes forward you know and they start collecting all this data you know Mufon may become superfluous if if the government really goes to bed with these people so we'll have to do a wait and see on this thing to see exactly what happens but uh, uh, yeah their their main focus uh, I guess is going to be more military in nature Uh, and, and so that's that's an area where uh, I guess MUFON has not been able to uh, penetrate as readily. But if this group has an agreement with the federal government, then they're they're going to have better access uh, to things of that
0: nature. Yeah, I know it's a shame um, because MUFON's been doing this so long; they are the oldest and largest organization to research UFOs. And it's the people that have been doing this forever that had the experience are really the ones that should be heading this, you know, instead of having new groups come up that, you know, are just starting, you know. So I I just believe that they're, they kind of go in the wrong direction with this stuff. um, And they put people in positions that really had no business being there in the end or in the
1: beginning, you know. Well, I heard heard a rumor uh, the other day that uh, actually MUFON does have some kind of, of a passive agreement with NASA. Uh, to supply information uh, that uh, they may be getting remuner- remunerated for in some way, shape, or form. I have no idea if that's true or false, but uh, of course there's a lot of rumors out there. Uh, but that's the latest one I've heard.
0: Yeah, there, there definitely is a lot of rumors about Mufon. That's for sure. <laughs> I get a lot of, a lot of hate now sometimes from people that are just, you know, oh, I heard this. This is crazy that you'd be doing yeah. this, and yeah. it's like, listen, man, there's a lot of rumors, and you got to really thick uh, look through it and make sure you're getting the right information because there's a lot of disinformation
1: out exactly. in the, in the uh, social exactly.
0: media area. Um, so one of my other questions for you, um, you know, there's a, there are so many researchers and investigators that are in the spotlight that that you know have followers but who are some individuals that you really think we should be paying attention to in this field
1: well you know i i, I guess I, I may be somewhat prejudiced but uh linda howe over the years has done a a, a pretty damn good job yeah. of uh, coming up with uh cases every once in a while she she may stub her toe but uh, uh she's quick to react and uh you know but, Put the truth out there she's very much interested in the truth and uh but the the, the her her podcast that she does that are on youtube is is amazing with the information that she comes up with time and time again um and you know there's as you said there's many many people out there, such as yourself that are doing shows like this and i think that's 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 something now that is uh, causing um, uh, the the general population uh, to to understand uh, Much much better. What what is happening out there and the kind of things that are happening out there And so, you know, I appreciate what you do and and I appreciate what a a lot of these people are doing You know some of the shows are you know kind of tongue-in-cheek, but the majority of them are pretty serious and uh, You know they're 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 trying to uh, bring good people on on board, Um, and uh, so as far as you know the shows that I listen to, there's another one called Expanded Reality uh, with Brandon Thomas uh, that does a very good job, and uh, he um, he also really uh, throws in more of the consciousness uh, type things and uh, more esoteric uh, areas. Joe Rogan, of course, very controversial, uh, gets, gets himself in trouble every once in a while. But, uh, you know, he's had some pretty good people, and he's a believer. He's a believer uh, in the topic. So uh, uh, with his uh, outreach, uh, his capabilities to connect with other people, uh, that that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And then you have, of course, instagram you have TikTok, you, you have facebook you have all these areas uh, you know by the way opus is on on uh, facebook uh, we have a page and, and a group uh, we also are on instagram uh, we also have videos on uh, youtube uh, and uh, so uh, you know we're trying to what i'm doing as a matter of fact i'm interviewing people and uh, I've done a number of them, including Linda Howe and uh, Belinda Leslie, Terry Lovelace, uh, uh, just to name a few. Steve Bassett. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of activity out there right now, and uh, I think it's it's going to keep going. You know, and you got shows on on the History Channel like the <laughs> the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. That, that is fascinating and and the thing that they just showed their last episode on tuesday night for this year uh this this anomaly shows up on on camera uh that in in, in an area where they've had a lot of issues and uh, what the hell is it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh, so uh it's uh i think the general public is if they if they're listening at all, uh, will 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 learn a lot more and have access to a lot more than ever before, and and I think that's going to continue yeah. because people yeah. eat it up, you know. Uh, it's 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 something that uh, I think uh, everybody's interested in, but you know there there is conscious conscious dissidents going on as well. Uh, with a lot of people because you know they have to get up in the morning uh, you know have their breakfast go to work uh, come home at night have dinner watch a little TV go to bed next day they do the same routine over and over and over again To food put food on their table and and things like that they don't have the ability to really step back and and think about these things so the last thing they they need to to, uh, be concerned with is uh, the fact that uh, the aliens are here, <laughs> right? <laughs> which according to High said that that retired uh, Israeli general, they are here and we have bases on the moon. And we've been working with them, and <laughs> which is uh, quite a quite quite a revelation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is. And speaking of Skimwalker Ranch, uh, what do you think about Dr. Travis Taller heading the new Pentagon program?
1: oh um i didn't realize that when
0: yeah, did that he's, he's heading he's heading the uh the scientific aspect of of the new uh pentagon program uh, i think i heard that last week or something like that
1: that's that is that the pentagon program that has that long long name <laughs> i can't um, remember yeah,
0: i think it's that one um but yeah the, the the whole scientific aspect of that is going to be head by dr travis taylor they said uh, oh so that was interesting
1: well i, I you know I, I think, you know, he's open-minded. He's open-minded. And, and <clears throat> I think that, uh, you know, he has the resources he he can reach out to. Uh, he certainly knows a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so I think that would uh, be beneficial.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, we're at the end of the show, but I do want to let you go ahead and tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can get your book again um, and get a hold of you at
1: okay so uh again our organization is called opus the organization for paranormal understanding and support uh you can reach us through our website which is opusnetwork.org um if you're looking for support there's a there's a button on our site but there's a lot of other information on the site uh we have recommended reading we have articles and and uh, various uh, types of very helpful uh, white paper type information matter of fact the omega-3 study is there in full Um, so uh, we have the videos on there Um, so there's a lot a lot of good information that somebody is really wanting to uh, dig in a little deeper it would be a great place to go and uh, the book that i mentioned before the unknown other and the an existential proposition of alien contact, uh, with the forward by Linda Howe is available. Uh, it, it, matter of fact, the picture of the book is on the home page. You click on that, and that will take you directly to to uh, Amazon, where you can purchase the book. If you're a, a, a Kindle a Prime uh, Kindle member, I guess you can get the book for free. Uh, if, if just a regular Kindle, then. Uh, it's, I think, $9.99, and then if you want to get the hardcover, it's $20. Uh, and all the proceeds of the book go to help uh, Opus. We're, as I said, we're a nonprofit, so we depend on donations. And, uh, yeah, if, and you can you can also just contact us through that site if you just have general questions or, or you know, comments uh, that you'd like to make. You, you can do that there as well.
0: All right. Yeah, that's amazing. And I did put the, um, your website and the link to that in the description of the episode. Also, I put the link for um, if anybody needs support, you can click on the direct link. This way they can uh, report to you. Uh, So all that is in the uh, description of the episode for anybody if you need that. Um, I also want to thank you, Les, for coming on today and sharing your information. It was very insightful. Um, I've learned a lot myself and I want to thank you for doing what you're doing um, because it's amazing work.
1: Well, thank you so much, Jesse. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on today and talk with you and uh, get the word out about Opus.
0: Absolutely. It was a great time. We'll definitely have you back in the future for sure. Um, Okay. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode 57 of UFO Encounters Worldwide. Uh, We will be back next week with another special guest telling a story for the very first time on our show. So until then, remember to keep your eyes in the sky. Well, I wanna thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode 57 with our special guest, Les Velas, director of Opus. This episode was sponsored by All Things UFO Facebook Group and GD Blings and Things. They will be getting a new store coming out where they'll be making customized boxes and special mystery boxes to customize the way you like to live your life. We will have more information on them coming soon, and we'll get that out to you as soon as possible. Next week, we have special guest Dexter Mosley who will be coming on for the first time to tell his experience to the public for the very first time on our show. It should be extremely interesting. So we'll see you guys next week for another episode. And until then, keep your eyes in the sky.